Welcome to Unlocked. Unlocked. The podcast that takes everything you thought you knew about money, personal finance, and investing and turns it on its head. With 30 years of hands-on experience as a planner, analyst, and financial educator, this is your host, Dan Wittenkeller. Hey guys, this is Dan Wittenkeller, and welcome to podcast number three. What I always like to do is uh, do a brief review over the previous podcast before we move on to the topic of today's podcast, which is time-tested rules of investing. In uh, the second podcast, if you haven't listened to it, please go listen to it along with the first one if you haven't heard that one, because these are pretty much done in sequential order. They make more sense if you listen to the previous ones. Podcast number two, we went through different, a few different strategies for finding money to invest. And the first one was that it is not a good thing to receive a huge tax refund. Basically, all you're doing is allowing the IRS to take more money out of each and every one of your paychecks, hold it for 12 to 15 months, and give it back to you in the form of a refund with no interest earned throughout the 12 to 15 months. You're better off increasing your exemptions. That will increase your take-home pay. And at tax time, you should be just to write, right around a break-even point. Should not owe thousands of dollars and should not be receiving thousands of dollars back. The second one, if you own auto or homeowner's insurance, either or or a combination of both, and you are a good driver with very few claims, it probably makes sense if you can afford to do it increasing your deductibles. By increasing your deductibles, you will automatically lower your premium payments. Now, when you go to do that, do not take the savings of premium dollars and spend them. Take the savings of premium dollars and put it into your investment account. Third, we talked about life insurance. And the purpose of life insurance is to protect a loss of income for a breadwinner or breadwinners in a family. It can also be used in a business as well, but we'll keep it to uh, domestic use for right now. And the best form for 99% of the population who need loss of income insurance slash life insurance, that term insurance is the best form of life insurance. Avoid all types of cash value life insurance. Anything that has insurance tied in with an internal savings component, you want to shy away from those. Those are poverty plans. I've been in the business as far as financial business, investments, and insurance for quite a long time. I have yet to find one policyholder become financially independent because they owned one of those policies. Now, the beneficiary may, may have become financially independent if the death benefit was large enough, but for the policyholder or the owner of the policy, I have yet to see one become financially independent because they're not designed to do that. They're designed to give money to the insurance companies who in turn take that money and invest it for their own behalf. What I want to go through now is different rules of investing that are time-tested. They're not my rules. I did not create these. They came along way before I was around. 
but they are proven, time-tested rules. They're not for get-rich-quick schemes. You're not going to make a tremendous amount of money overnight, but you're not going to. It won't take you 40 years either to claim your own financial success and independence. If you want, uh, I know you, a lot of you are commuting while you're listening to this, but please write these down when you get to a place where you can. Okay, let's go through some time-tested rules of investing. The first one, there are no good or bad investments. Let me prove it to you. Look at gold that used to be at two or $300 an ounce, and then in the uh, mid-2000s, it screamed almost all the way up to $2,000 an ounce. If you bought gold at 300 and sold it over $1,500 an ounce, you love gold. However, if you bought it at the market high and sold it somewhere under 1000 or you still own it today, you probably hate gold. It's still gold. It's still the same investment. The only difference is somebody bought it low and sold it high, while the other person bought it high because they thought it was going to the moon and they still own it today or they sold out at a loss. Look at the uh, real estate market. We'll take Las Vegas as an example. Through the uh, 1990s into the early 2000s, the market in real, est- in real estate in Vegas was booming. Somebody who bought a home at $100,000 and sold it at $300,000 love Las Vegas real estate market. However, if you were one of the people who bought it at $300,000 and sold it at $100,000 or lost it after the market crash in 2008, you hate Las Vegas real estate market. It's the same market. The only difference is somebody bought it low, sold it high, somebody bought it high, and sold it low. All, all, A-L-L caps. Markets are cyclical, meaning every market goes up and down, up and down, up and down. Whether it's commodity future markets with oil or pork bellies or corn or wheat or gold or silver or the option market or the real estate market, stock market, bond market, interest rate market, diamonds, uh, classic cars, cryptocurrencies, all markets are cyclical. They go up in an uptrend bull market, then they go down in a downtrend or a bear market. In many cases, they also will stay stagnant, stagnant or what we call in, in the industry, they move side to side. So all markets are cyclical. Now, why do you need to know that? Because timing is everything as an investor. You hear a lot of people uh, in the marketplace, I would call them the uh, talking heads, say that you cannot time a market just put your money in and the market always goes up over a long period of time. It's a bunch of crap. The stock market has been doing that, but eventually the stock market will be in a long-term bear market. It's just a matter of time. So timing is everything. And why do you need to know that? Well, you need to know when to buy and when to sell or when to short sell and when to buy. What we're going to go through right now is the first strategy called buy low, sell high. And I know I've been talking about this for years. And every time I mention it, people look at me with a dirty look and almost like as if I'm questioning their intelligence. Buy low, sell high has created more fortunes in investing than any other strategy. Sounds like common sense, but guess what? Most people do not do it because it is psychological. And I'll explain it to you in a minute. So imagine this. 
that you get a phone call from, and it's a friend of yours, and says, hey, listen, man, did you see, uh, you know, we'll use Amazon stock. Did you see Amazon last year, you know, it was $100 a share, and uh, now it's trading as low as $30 a share? Man, that would be a great opportunity to get into the market right now. And you say, you know, what the heck are you talking about? It was 100 down to 30 Why, Why would I want to buy that? You know, it looks like Amazon's in trouble. Maybe they're going out of business. Let's just switch the terminology there. Your buddy calls you and says, hey, listen, man, did you check out Amazon stock? Last year it was at 30 This year's up to 100 And, man, you know, that's really exciting. And you go, wow, that's 30 to 100 in a year? That's, you know, that's almost three times on your money. Uh, you know, how do I get involved with something like that? And now stop and look what just happened. You weren't willing to buy a stock that used to be a hundred that went down to thirty because guess what? You thought it was going out of business, but you were very, very excited about buying a stock that used to be thirty and now is at a hundred, and you want to buy it at a hundred because guess what? You think it's going to two hundred, four hundred, a thousand, ten thousand, or going to the moon? Remember, all markets are markets are cyclical. Whatever goes up comes down, goes back up, comes back down. It's been happening for decades. It's actually been actually happening probably for centuries. So in our example that we used, buy low, sell high, if Amazon was at 30 and it's at 100 now and you're excited about it, you're not getting ready to buy low and sell high. You're getting ready to buy high and cry right before the market corrects. They're talking heads in order for people to be interested, in order for people to buy a stock, they always want to project past performance. And they know that on the human psychology end of it, that nobody would run out there in their right mind and buy a stock that used to be high and is currently low. Because why? Because they think it's going out of business. And we can use it not only for stocks, we can use it for, for crops, for wheat, for corn, for soybean meal, for cattle, for gold. I mean, the crops are not going to go away. Gold is not going to go away. If it used to be high and now it's low, guess what? There's a chance in the future somewhere it's going to go back up. You need to know in relation to historical historical patterns, if that current stock, commodity, option, or whatever you're looking at is high or low. If it's low, you'd be interested in buying. If it's high, you'd be interested in short selling or getting the hell out of the way and go find something that's low. Currently, the stock market, as we're speaking, this is January 15th, 2020. The market's setting new highs almost on a daily basis, record highs. Folks, this is not going to continue forever. I was a broker in the 1987 crash, and I saw what happened on that day. I was a broker in the dot-com crash. I saw what happened on that day. That day is coming again and probably going to be a hell of a lot worse than both of those days. When something's set in record highs every single day, we're getting ready to start setting record lows in the future. Who knows? We don't know exactly when. Uh, in the future, we'll talk about how you can spot those trends and see when trend reversals are going to happen. But anything that's setting records is getting ready to start uh, a reversal and go in the opposite direction. The law of gravity has not been repealed. Whatever goes up comes back down. So we just covered buy low, sell high. When you buy low on the buy low part of it, you always get more bang for your buck. I want to just keep the com uh, this conversation on stocks because for most people they can understand it it's easier to teach about stocks than if we start talking about other products or you know other markets but if you had a thousand dollars to invest 
Would it make more sense to buy a stock that cost $100 where you only get 10 shares for your $1,000? Or would it make more sense to get 1,000 shares if you bought a $1 stock? Now think about this. You have $1,000 invested. Investment A, you have 10 shares. Investment B, you have 1,000 shares. Let's just say both stocks go up a dollar in a day. For example, a dollar in a day. In the company that you only bought 10 shares for, you made $10. You've got 10 shares and went up a dollar a day, you made $10. The other company, you have 1,000 shares. You made $1,000 in the day. So look at the difference right there. When you buy low, you're able to buy more shares for your investment dollar. And you don't need a substantial amount of price movement to the upside for you to make a lot of money. But the general uninformed public or the novice investor, guess what they do? They're out there trying to buy, again, Amazon stock at $300 a share or Facebook that's priced high or Apple that's really high. How many shares are you going to get for your $1,000 or $2,000 or $3,000? You're not going to get a lot of shares. In order for you to make any kind of money on these stocks, The stocks have to triple from where they're currently at. So when you buy low and you sell high, you're able to purchase more shares when the stock prices are low. So you don't need a huge price movement to the upside to make a substantial amount of money. Does it make sense? Well, the average public, once they start learning anything about investing, sounds pretty simple for them to buy something at 10 and sell it at 11 and make a dollar a share common sense. But there's a technique called short selling where you can actually sell something at 10 because if you think it's going down in price and buy it at nine and also make a dollar a share. It's more of an advanced technique. It's used in the commodity markets all the time and uh, we'll get back to it in the future. All right, so what have we covered so far? We know that all markets, markets are cyclical. We know that timing is everything. We understand buy low, sell high, although most people don't follow it because it's an emotional psychology thing. We know that when you do buy low and sell high, that the other make a lot from a lot strategy comes in. You make a lot of money because you have a lot more shares. We talked about briefly short selling where you can make money when prices fall, not only when prices are going up, so you can actually make money Two out of the three ways when the market's going up, you can make money. When it's going down, you can make money. Also, we won't get into it today, but the option market, you can make money when the markets stay the same. Two schools of stock or investment analysis. One is called technical analysis. Another one's called fundamental analysis. And what's the difference and what should you be looking at? Fundamental analysis is all the numbers the price-earnings ratio, earnings per share, balance sheets. Technical studies price history goes through trends. You hear support lines, resistant lines, uh, moving averages. Again, you can get really crazy stupid and overcomplicated. There's all different kinds of uh, indicators that you can use, or you can keep things simple. But your technical analysis is more chart reading. Now, what I personally choose, for the most part, is technical analysis. And then I will tie in some fundamental analysis when I go to purchase an investment.
all it's doing is backing up my my strategy or my thoughts on a mid to long term investment. The reason I do not like fundamental analysis for the most part is that when the numbers of a company look good, and I'm talking about stocks, when the numbers look good, usually the price of the stock is always high. And what did we just talk? Uh, one of the strategies is buy low, sell high. So if you turn on like Fox Business uh, uh, Network, or if you turn on CNNBC or Bloomberg uh, you know, TV channel, and they're talking about, you know, ABC stock, you know, just came out with record earnings and this company's kicking butt, blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what? The stock price is probably pretty high in comparison to its historical parameters. And one of the techniques is to buy a stock low, not to buy it high. What you want to do is look for stocks that are out of favor. The technical charts and looking at price history, you can determine if a stock is uh, low or high. And when I mention stock, I'm saying it trying to keep things simple, but it, that refers to everything. You can get charts on real estate. You can look at cryptocurrency charts. You can look at precious metal charts. They all have historical uh, charts, which then you can look at price patterns. And that's how you make money is through price movement. I used to tell my students all the time, I don't care if the earth falls off of its axis. If the price of my investment did not move, you do not make money. So what I'm trying to tell you is that news and gossip and innuendo, everything that you would see in uh, you know online or uh, on TV regarding a regarding your investment, unless the price moves in your investment, you did not make or lose any money. So what I'm trying to tell you is that the news does not necessarily make a stock move up or down either way. So price movement is everything. The best way to monitor price movement is through technical analysis in the charts. There are tremendous amount, uh, amounts and types of investments that you can be involved with. As a, I'm going to talk to you more like a broker right now or as a, a financial planner. And we talk about suitability. You know, what are you suitable for? What is your risk tolerance? What is your age? If you're 70 years old, you're probably not going to be in the pork belly market. Vice versa, if you're 21 years old, you have a lot of time in front of you. You can get a lot more aggressive with your investment than a senior citizen can get with their investment. So we're looking at suitability. We're looking at risk tolerance. We're looking to see if you want to be a passive or active investor. What do I mean by that? If you're if you have a 401k plan, you you are for the most part a passive investor, meaning you're putting your money into this plan every paycheck and a paid professional money manager is actually managing the money for you. You are a passive investor. If you are investing in real estate, for the most part, you are a passive investor. Active investor is somebody who is actively investing in the market. They might be buying uh, or selling stocks. They might be trading commodities. They might be in the cryptocurrency uh, markets. An active trader is somebody who is really make buying and selling on their own for their own behalf. So you also have to determine, are you more of a passive investor? Do you not have time to be an active investor? Your suitability, how much money do you have to get started? Uh, as you recall, I mentioned in podcast number two, I have a very close friend of mine. We worked together for years. 
She now lives out in California. She manages money. And she said, Dan, you know, we have kind of the same education here growing up in the uh, financial market. You have to get uh, these podcasts going. You have to teach people what we know about money because nobody else is out there doing it. She said, here in California, unless you have $250,000 to invest, nobody will even talk to you. Don't even walk into any kind of financial planner's front door or office in California with anything less than 250 because they'll laugh you right out of the place. She said there is no place you can go or you can learn if you have a couple thousand dollars up to a, you know, 10, 20, 30 grand. Nobody wants to talk to you because they can't make money on you. My point is there's now a lot of companies out there where you can trade on your own. More than ever, there used to be Charles Schwab and, you know, E-Trade and some of those and they're merging as we speak. But Robinhood some of these other online uh, investment companies now, once you get educated and know what you're doing, you don't you don't need a third party. Uh, you don't need a middleman. You can do it all on your own, but you need to get educated. You just don't need somebody to place trades for you anymore. So she said, Dan, what you're doing is so much needed in the market, and that's why I'm doing this. I mean, I could be doing a million and one other things. I do have other businesses that I run. Uh, there's other opportunities for me. But as I get older here, I want to give back. I don't want to go to my grave with what I have in my head and what I've learned over the last 30 plus years. And what I learned, what I've learned and what I teach, different than what the average public is learning. And we know where that's at already. Most people are financially illiterate, not by choice, but by design of the large institutions, the banks and the insurance companies and the other financial firms. As long as they keep you dumbed down, you will give them your money and they will make money on your money. Until you get educated, you have no other choice but to either be one of the statistics in the financial failure rate, which you know already from previous podcasts, is 90% plus. Most people fail financially, and it's because they just don't know what to do, and because there's nobody out there to help you and to teach you. The purpose, again, for these podcasts is education. I do not sell stocks. I do, I'm do. i not in that end of the market anymore. I do not sell insurance. Did I in the past? Yes. I know these things extremely well. I taught them. Not only was I involved in the sales of these to the right uh, clients, but I taught this stuff. I taught this stuff to other brokers and other insurance, uh, insurance agents. My perspective is from an insider. I'm revealing information to you that the industry does not want you to know. And as these podcasts grow and get larger, I'm already assuming that I'm going to be a main target of theirs. They're not going to want this message to get out there. And my voice is about helping people get educated, opening their eyes to money, finding out why they, along with the general masses, are struggling financially. They don't need to be, but it's by design. So I hope you learned something through this podcast. Please listen to number one and number two. Number four, we'll talk about the different forms, uh, the different investments out there a little bit more in detail. Like I said, you can go as far as you want. You can uh, you can stop at any time. It's like a great financial investment train. You get on anywhere you want, get off anywhere you want. That's entirely up to you. You, you can stay with it and become financially independent, or you can grow a few dollars and get off. Entirely up to you. It's your money. You work hard for it. It's your choice. Again, I want to thank you all for listening. It's a pleasure sharing my knowledge with you. Please do not take this lightly. 
Everything I say, you can go out there and question. I don't know who you're going to question it with because they're all on a different page than I am. Have a great day and can't wait to see you in podcast number four. To find out more about how you can improve your financial life, visit the website at reap.com. That's R-E-E-P-P.com. You can check out all the social sites from links located on the website. Email your thoughts, questions, or ideas for future podcasts to dan at reap.com. That's dan at R-E-E-P-P.com. Thank you for listening.